0: Welcome to Fulfilled and Fabulous Over 40, a podcast where we discuss and interview guests about mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. Learn what it means to keep growing personally with a God-centered outlook on life's opportunities and challenges after 40. Now, here are your hosts, Life Coach Norma Simons and Carrie Alamirsch. Hi, everyone. It's great to be here with you again today. And we're so glad that you were able to join us for our podcast. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about what it means when you set out to prove something either to yourself or to someone else. I'm just going to say hello and welcome to Norma this fine day. Hi, everyone. I'm so glad to be back, Carrie. Hope you're well. Thank you. I am. And you? Yeah, I'm great. Good. I'm excited to be here today. Oh, that's awesome. Well, today we're going to be discussing what it means and why we try to prove ourselves or to prove something to somebody else and what motivates that and what causes us to think that there's a need to prove anything really at any time. Have you ever? In your own life tried to prove something either to yourself or to someone else and what was that effect uh, in your life or what was it a positive experience or not and i know i have and i wanted to prove to myself something last year i had a very specific goal in mind and i was able to ac- accomplish that goal But I was coming at it from a very difficult place and there was a lot of doubt underlying. It wasn't a lot of fun. It was a lot of, I have to, and I better make this work now versus really having a goal and wanting to do something just because you think it's going to be fun or a, a great activity. Norma, have you ever tried to prove something to yourself or to somebody else that you could do it?
1: Yes, of course. I've had (laughs) times where I've proved stuff to myself, wanting to prove it to myself. I think, well, saying at least I want to prove it to myself, but really uh, at the end it came out that I really wanted just to prove something to someone else. Mm. And I think for me specifically, When I think of proving myself, I want something out of it. So I want to feel something. And Mm. what I've learned is that looking at my experiences, that I want to feel proud. I want to feel accepted. I want to feel worthy and successful. And if I think to myself today that those are the type of emotions that we can really feel at any point, I don't have to cross that finish line or do that thing to prove something to myself or to someone else in order to make me feel worthy and enough. And I think that's amazing. I think that if I realized this earlier in my life, there was most probably a whole lot of suffering that I could have prevented. But I think that was also part of the learning experience. Hadn't I gone through that, I wouldn't have found personal development. I wouldn't have had this almost like this desperation to have a different mindset to wanting to think about myself in a different way, wanting to feel worthy and enough just as, as I was and just as I am right now. So yeah, I think just proving proving to me just means that I want something out of it. And I think that's where our work is to go and find asking ourselves why, and I always love those why questions, because we can ask why and why and why again, until we get to the bottom of it, and then we realize that it isn't about this thing that we actually need to go and do, it's something underlying, and it, it, for me, it always comes down to, I want to feel worthy, or loved, or accepted.
0: Yeah, that's so good, I love that, the, I think, is it usually, is it the five whys, if we, if we keep going, at least those five times, Asking ourselves why we usually are just starting really to get to the root of what is motivating this desire to prove something or to show ourselves that we can do something. And I find that when I approach something with the idea or the thought that I want to prove something, there is the underlying self doubt, or you know, the insecurity is probably what's driving that thought. And that desire, and then I also notice that anything that I do to try to accomplish that goal, I kind of have this edge about me, you know, I'm not necessarily a very pleasant person to be around, when I'm trying to prove that I can do something, or I'm not nice to myself, either, I'm not good to myself, I'm not taking very good care of myself, I'm kind of punishing a little bit in my behavior towards myself and if it's that i'm trying to prove something to somebody else i can get a little a little a little snarky is if that's a <laughs> a word with others because of the attitude and the mindset from which i'm i'm coming at it and so i'm not sure it's always the best attitude to have and i would offer maybe some other thoughts that might be helpful or some other emotions of curiosity, just wondering if I can or even a willingness to believe that I really can do this in, the, in advance before I even start, how different would that project or that goal be accomplished if I was a little bit more inquisitive and playful and full of wonder and belief? How different would that be?
1: Yes I think if someone might be thinking because that was one of the questions that sort of came up for me was that if we don't have to prove things to ourselves or other people then sort of why are we doing so why are we still like setting goals and wanting to do all these amazing things and go after our dreams and I think my my answer to that is that because we want to grow and evolve we can't grow and evolve and become more of who we are if we don't actually challenge ourselves. So I don't think it has anything to do with proving. I think it just means that I want to set goals and I want to go after all my dreams and desires because I want to discover more of myself. And, and that for me is my driving force to set goals and, and, and keep going. And I think once I get out of my comfort zone, my insecurities and doubts come to the surface. And that is the only time that I actually become aware of them. Because if I had this absolutely, let's say, content, calm, relaxed life where I never challenge myself, then I wouldn't need to dig deep sometimes to see where my strength is and where my strength lies and what I actually can do and what I'm capable of. I'm thinking about what our life will look like if we constantly try and prove ourselves. And my answer to that would be that we would live a very inauthentic life because we would constantly be looking outside of ourselves to what others think are acceptable or popular or getting likes and maybe followers and fans instead of really going inside again and and really spending time thinking about what's my purpose? Why am I here? What should I be doing right now to get to that place or that sort of destination or that ultimate place that maybe the the path that God has um, created for me and that I'm destined for. And I should be focusing on that more than, than trying to prove because that proving, as you've said, For me, and I've surely had dealt with it a lot in in my past, is that doesn't feel good. It's it feels like grinding and anxiety, and it feels closed off and contracting, and it feels heavy. And the times that where I did things that uh, was more focused on serving, maybe, and wanting to really fulfill my purpose and have a meaningful life, those. Were the times that wasn't necessarily easy. It was still hard because um, there was stuff that I had to do, but that felt more open and light and sort of curious and more expanding. So I think that's also important to notice that if I don't have a fulfilling life and I don't believe I have meaning, I think maybe looking at Am I doing things because, as you said earlier, I feel I should or I must or I have to do something versus looking at it from this perspective of what's my purpose and where should I really be?
0: I think sometimes, too, there's this underlying hurt, perhaps, or fear that we are trying to overcome and we don't always recognize it. We don't know what is actually driving this strong desire within ourselves to prove something to ourselves or to someone else. And it could be that somebody has said something just in passing, or or it maybe was a parent who, you know, you felt like you could never please, even though they might have been very pleased with you, but something about the communication or the standard was maybe set so high that you end up living somewhat in reaction to that relationship. And so there's so so much to be gained from going in and really looking at the why to why we want to prove something and to recognize that there might be some growth and some healing that could come from, you know, really discovering where is it coming from, what is motivating that desire to prove and to free yourself from it, I always think it's interesting how we're a little bit afraid sometimes to look at it because, I mean, we let's say it was a parent or 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 a, a, somebody in our family in our past that when we dig down, we discover that, yeah, that's really where this reaction is coming from. And we feel bad because we don't want to think anything negative about them or we don't ha- harbor any hard feelings towards them. So we don't want to actually look at, oh, that's where this came from. But it's not about blame or confrontation at all. It's about recognizing what may have created a stumbling block to us there, so that we can move forward from that from a place of going, oh, that was a, you know, that's how I felt when I was seven or eight. And I've hung on to that feeling. And I can almost still feel it now as Somebody who's maybe in her 40s or 50s or 60s, we we can, I mean, those can stay there until we go back and we really look at them and we let it go and recognize that, oh, I don't have to stay here. And it's interesting to me always how God makes up the time from if we're willing to look at the wound or, or the, the harm maybe that nobody meant intentionally, but it, it happened to hurt us at the time. That How quickly we can be caught up in that area of our life if we're willing to look at it, to accept it, and to see it for what it is. As this now more mature woman, you can go, oh, that poor eight-year-old girl <laughs> took that and made it mean something about her. And it was never intended to hurt so that they could grow and and mature from that place and really catch up emotionally and heal some very old unintentional wounds very often.
1: I also think about that if we stop proving, so many opportunities open up for us. If I think in my own life, where I used to do things just to prove myself, and now that I feel I don't have to prove anymore, it's almost like I open up to new possibilities. I start doing new things. I start taking on new challenges. And because my priorities have changed, It just opens up this new world to me, and I'm so grateful for that because if I still had this opinion about myself that I had to prove myself to others or to the world, then I wouldn't be where I am today. I would still be doing that thing, and I would still be caught up in proving myself there, and I wouldn't have discovered all these new things that I have explored in my life And that has, again, given me new opportunities to grow and see myself in a different way and see what I'm capable of and what's possible for me. So I think that is, is just one amazing benefit for me specifically, stopping proving myself to myself and others.
0: I love that you bring that up because the truth of it is, is w- when we try to prove something to somebody else or to ourselves, I think we're never really done. Like we're never mm. really finished doing that. We keep like, you know what I mean? Like we want to do it again. We, It's not like we do something and we say, okay, there, now I've proved it. So it's like we go back in and we go, yes, this will prove that again. Or I need to reestablish this again and prove this to myself once more. And we get in that cycle or that treadmill like you're suggesting and then we don't move forward to the things that we really are, are inclined to or called to to do. We're really past focused so much of the time in what we're doing. And it's it, the motivation is coming, I think, not from a place of growth and joy and expansion at all. It's coming from the past. And... I've just noticed that is is if you don't let it go, (laughs) we'll just keep going back and trying to prove it once again. Really good. I think
1: the same way we think if I'm in a different place or somewhere in my future when I reach that goal, I'll be content or I'll be satisfied or I'll be proud of myself. That is a a, a sort of a a a milestone or a it's like a goalpost that keeps on moving. It Mm -hmm. it moves further away. And and this is exactly the same because we're trying to prove, and then once we've proved, it's, oh, but, you know, I can prove I can be better, and then going for it again, so it is that con- continuous proving, the same as if I'm not satisfied where I am right now, then I won't be satisfied where I get to my goal at the end, so I think that is so related, because it just keeps us in that loop of just doing, 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 and there's never a, a an end point.
0: You touched on another point there, and that was exactly the idea that we think we're going to feel a certain way, right? We think we're going to feel vindicated or we think we're going to feel established or confident when we achieve the thing or when we prove this thing. And really our feelings of accomplishment or excitement don't come from actually but doing that right and so it's short-lived you might for a moment feel a certain way but you might not even get that you might just go back in and start over again looking to feel a certain way from proving this and find out that it's kind of empty and like you said we could have felt that at any point we could Mm -hmm. be excited about what we're doing and the work that we've taken on or the projects that we're interested you know goals that we're interested achieving we can feel that way. Now and so, if we're thinking that being at a certain place in our life is going to make us feel a certain way, we're missing how it works. Really, a feeling comes from our thoughts, as you share. So it's so important to remember that.
1: So, Kerry, you have closed this episode uh, so beautifully. I feel that I can't add anything to that. Our thoughts are, as always, the place where all of our problems start. And we know that we have so much control over it. And if we were trying to prove something, we always know that there is an unhelpful thought or something that's not serving us somewhere in the background. So knowing that, maybe go look at your own life and see in those areas where you feel you need to prove yourself either to yourself or to others. And you know, if that is something that is serving you, then by all means, continue doing that. But if it's something that doesn't, make you feel good about yourself, if it puts you in this place of anxiety and overwhelm and not appreciating the good things about yourself or seeing all your gifts and talents, then we've given you a different perspective today. So with that, thanks for listening and for being here today. And we will be back next week. Thanks. Bye, everyone. And that's a wrap for another empowering episode of A Fold and Fabulous Over 40. We hope you've enjoyed our candid conversations about navigating life over 40 and discovering what's next. It's never too late to chase your dreams and create the life you love. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and share it with other ladies who are on this incredible journey with you. So until next time, keep asking what's next and let's continue to thrive together.